I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We love you, what more can we say? We have the tickets tops here at St. Andrews. They gotta give us what we're longing for. It's perfect and forever. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 7.30 it's Monday and welcome to the Talk Talk Show, sponsored by both sports, principal sponsors, Birmingham City Football Club, and A. Riley, the French polishers, and of course, Yakarpi Company in association with Accessible Blues, our good friends down there, uh, the Blues Trust and TJ Monkeys. And of course, the host of charities that we support up and down the country, ladies and gents. Welcome, thrice, verily welcome to the Tilton Talk Show. We start off on a sad note tonight as one of our own, the beautiful Tracy Hammonds' uh, sister, sadly passed away. Uh, Tracy, I know that I know that I know that everybody from the Tilton Talk Show, and everybody from City fan, because you're one of our own. You've been on the show, you've been on the show with Bradley, and uh, we send our heartfelt condolences to you and all the love that we could possibly, possibly ever send you. Uh, I hate starting the show like that, but you know what? Tracy, you are one of us. You're a blue nose through and through, and we're all for you, and we're with you, and the rest of your family. God bless you. Take care. God bless. Never easy. Never be. Great show lined up for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We've got, uh, well, the makeup department can make it, ladies and gentlemen. You'll find out why very shortly, because we've got Alan Watton. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's never called Paul Hipkiss. Evening all. Mr. Robe. Hello, everybody. Are you okay? Mrs. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, ex blues player, guys. Uh, probably the longest throne I've ever seen in the world. We're going to find out how big his arms are in a minute. One and only Andy Lowe. <laughs> hey, I'm watching Evening. the football as well. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I'm not really high for the Greetings, years. people, and welcome to the Talk and Talk Show, Monday, 7.30 through till 9, the full 90 minutes, no extra chance, and no VAR. You will not get VAR on this show, no matter what, no matter what. <laughs> First off, I want to say that uh, I was uh, sat outside the club here uh, just yesterday, and a young man came up to me, says, you know what, he says, I love watching your Talk and Talk Show. And this young man is a Stoke City fan, right? And he said that, he doesn't get this from his own football club, where football fans together, sometimes with an ex-player, sometimes with, you know, it doesn't really matter who, who we're with, right? And we just talk honest, pure football the way it should be, right? Just fans getting together, having a good time on a Monday night. And he said, I'll be listening tomorrow night, so uh, he knows who he is. I won't mention names because he's a stokey. And he probably eats chips for his Sunday dinner, but there you go. Uh, <laughs> the best thing, the best thing about this show is, is, that, is that we just do it from a pure nature. It's all spontaneous. We don't really write a great deal down, as I can quite probably prove to you tonight. There's my notes for this evening, and we just do it off pat. 
and uh, and and whatever said is said and, and you know what it works it works well and we don't think we'd want to do it any other way so if you are from another football club apart from a certain football club across the 838 welcome and you're always welcome on the talk show andy leg how are you i'm good thank you marvelous marvelous um right stretch your arms out so we can see how big they are how did you learn to throw a ball so far i'm not sure to be fair um because when i was a kid playing playing local football i was i used to play in goals so uh i think it was my father who said look try try and play out and um i played out one game and took a throw in and it just went a bit further than everybody else's so a I bit further yeah, <laughs> it just it just I mean, developed from there. You, you, you were down by the players' entrance in the corner this one day, right? And I was in the tilting and it hit me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and who's in the pub? <laughs> who's in the pub? <laughs> <laughs> but it's great to have you to, uh, with us tonight, uh, Andy. Thanks ever so much for giving your time on the Talk, talk Show. And I know the Cardiff City have uh, asked you to do this, but you've uh, uh, not had a lot of time recently. But we're really, really, really pleased to get on the Talk, talk Show. And, of course, you're going to go on the Hall of Fame tonight. Uh, along with every other guest we've ever had in the 11 years, 11 years, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. we've been doing this show. Wow. Long 11 years. You know what? That's almost, Chris, a sixth of my life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you can tell. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> my resignation papers are good. <laughs> okay, so... A nil-nil draw against Preston. I couldn't go to the game uh, due to other commitments this weekend. Um, so my son, Scotty, went along and he was in the Gilmerick stand uh, upper, I believe. No, lower. He was in the Gil- Gilmerick stand lower. And uh, somebody, somebody decided to, um, shall we say, smoke something that they shouldn't have been smoking in and around the ground, ladies and gentlemen. And this came across. And everybody was looking around to find out where it was coming from. Now, my, my Scott has got a, a fair bit of a beard. He lives on a barge, so he looks like, you know... The, <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. The, the part, you know. And as he was looking around, everybody was, like, pointing at him. And they're all going, let's all smoke with Jesus. Let's all smoke with Jesus. It was the best thing that's happened to him. At the football <laughs> he wasn't in it because he doesn't do it. But it's just, he just thought... And there is nothing like the humour of a Birmingham City fan. There is nothing like the humour of Bromley. They are the best at it in the world, without a doubt. Neil Long against Preston. Paul, what's your take on that one? Yeah, it was a typical championship battle. Um, you know, fight every fight for every ball. And, I mean, Troy Deeney, you know, if it's a, another foot to the left, you know, we might we might come away with the three points. But he was unlucky to hit the post. You'd like to think he'd put that in from there, I'm going to say, but... And also Scott Hogan's chance as well when it was just nicked off his foot uh, the last second. But overall, you know, I think a draw was fair. They had their chances as well. Um, and they came and gave us a good game. And it was just a, from, from a sort of like, you know, wanting to win the game's point of view. It was a frustrating afternoon for us, really. But overall, I've got no complaints at a nil-nil because I think it was probably... Do you think that we, that we set up actually not to lose the game? No, I don't think we... I don't think not we... Not draw, but just not to, not to concede and not to lose the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think I think there was a, probably a bit of mentality there to try and stop the rot after conceding seven in the previous two, um, mm. which, which is the positive outcome from the game. We managed to do that, but you know, from an attacking point of view, I'd like to see us create a bit more than what we did. But you have got to give credit to the opposition, though. You know, they're they're a good side. They play good football, and 
Mm. You know, they can give us a good game and I thought they were well organised defensively as well. And, you know, chances were coming at a premium, really, in the whole game, to be honest. There was a couple of one-on-ones. I mean, Chong had a good chance when he went through as well. And their guy was had one save well from Sarkic as well. So, you know, mm. on, I think on the chances front, you know, it was probably even Stevens, But, you know, um, like I say, if Troy Deeney puts that in, I think we, we, we would have we would have come away 1-0 and nicked it. And probably would have said, you know, it would have been a, a fortunate 1-0, one, one but we'd have took it, you know. But it's the, mm. fine mar- the fine margins, isn't it, at any level? And I'm sure you can agree with me here, Andy, when you're playing the championship, you know, it's... There's no easy games. It doesn't matter who you're playing. No, you can be you can be top of the league and you can go to the bottom league and uh, bottom of the division, and you've always got a tough game. And I think um, I think it's it's going down the leagues as well now. Even, even Division One is getting roughly the same. It's that's mm-hmm. a tough, tough league to get out of now, and uh, there's so many big sides in there, you know. And when you think three come down from the Premier League with the, mm-hmm. with the parachute payments, they're always going to be favourites to go back up. So it's it's a tough ask for. Uh, for a mid-table or a bottom-table team to get to get up to the top. Yeah, definitely. And I think they are a disgrace. We should not reward failure. End of. Mm. Mm. I think for me, you yeah. know, if, if you can string... It's wide open for me. I think Bournemouth and Fulham are going to be the top two for me, personally, I think. Uh, I think they're the two best sides in the league. I think the Baggies, possibly, you know, will be sniffing around them as well. Yeah. But in my opinion, I think Bournemouth and Fulham will be the top two. And then after that, I think it's a free-for-all for those four places in the playoffs. I really do. And I think if you can string two or three wins together, you know, you, you just never know. You never know where you're going to end up. Yeah. I mean, I'll say, I was walking oh, back. This was rock, bo- rock bottom. And they, they they got promoted that year. What's that? I'm sure it was Crystal Palace. They were rock bottom that one year. Oh, they, they got... climbed, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it, can it can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember Sunderland doing it as well under Roy Key. Mm. Um, Going back a few years. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was going to say, going back to the game on Saturday, I was walking back to town and back to New Street afterwards and uh, I was chatting to a couple of the Preston lads um, and they were saying they were, they were just so happy with the draw. They were acting yeah. like they'd won the World Cup. <laughs> really? But, uh, they, were, they, were, they, were, they said, no, we came for a draw and we got it. You know, yeah. it's, it's like a win. But, um, yeah, I thought it was just two average teams, really. Typical yeah. mid-table. But there again, if we do finish mid-table, that's success. I think that's what it's all about this season. Progress. Sorry, Mark. It's, yeah. it's, it's that next step on the ladder, isn't it? Mm. A mid-table yeah. Birmingham City this year would be, you know what, lads, we ain't, we ain't going to struggle on the last game of the season like we've done no. for the last five years. Yeah? <laughs> it's yeah. that next step up, yeah? And yeah. the Stokey that I was chatting to yesterday, we were just talking pure football. There was no, none of this, none of that. And I said, look, you know, when we played you, I thought you've got a very strong side there and they're proven to be that way. Mm. Um, and, and and he said, look, he said, don't underestimate yourselves. He said, because you've got a massive squad, not massive as in huge, massive as in strength. He said, you've got a really solid squad there, squad of players. And he said, and Lee though, you will definitely do this for that squad of players. Mm. Yeah, who was our man of the match? I, I, I thought Sonic was my man of the match. I thought um, I, I thought Friend had a good game. He did, he did, yeah, and and, and Sanderson as well. Didn't and they? Sanderson as well. I think Chong, uh, like I say, Chong, Chong was off the pace. I've never yeah. seen two sub. I've never seen two subs with such little impact. To be honest, no, um, no. Playing some though, I think I think the guy said it on WM on the way home. You know, we could have had Harry Kane up front and we wouldn't have scored because we weren't. No. You know, like, 
Fancies were coming up. I believe uh, uh, Craig Courtney was on uh, Radio West Midlands afterwards. You know that small radio show from Birmingham? Oh, somewhere? yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there goes my BBC job. I'll never get one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, Andy, take us back to the beginning, mate. So, 1995, you joined us, am I right, from Notts County? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, we had a game on a on a Tuesday night, I believe, down in Bournemouth, and um, we we we'd gone down to travel down. Myself and Paul Devlin were both subs that evening, and we couldn't understand why because we were the two top two top goal scorers. So on the way back, there was a rumor flying around the Dev was going to Birmingham, and um, so we gone into train the next day, and uh, Paul had a call to go back to the ground, and I had a call to go back to the ground. So. We'd gone back to the ground and I said, I said, see you, Dev, we'll see you next week or whatever, or I'll catch you when I uh, have a game of golf or something. And then, damn, I know it, I'm in the office and I'm thinking I'm just doing the press for the Saturday's game. And, uh, <laughs> and Barry was there and um, the deal was done and I was told I was leaving uh, Notts County and we both joined the same day. So it, was, it happened so quickly. Was, was Barry in his, uh, in his shirt and tie with no trousers on? <laughs> no, no, Barry actually travelled up to um, Meadow Lane, um, and I didn't realise he was sitting in the um, in the chairman's office, and uh, the chairman was talking to me. But behind me was Barry, because I didn't really look behind me when I walked in. And, uh, <laughs> you were signing up, what, 156, 173, something like that, was you? Sorry, <laughs> you were signing up from Barry about 100, number 156, were you? Oh, God. I think uh, yeah. yeah, but when I I think when I arrived at the club and I. I about two weeks after I'd, um, I'd been there, a busload of players come in. I said, who's this? And he went, it's our second team. <laughs> I, think <laughs> like, I think we had like 57 players, didn't we, I think? Yeah. Boy, yeah. what did you see? And I, and I know, right, because, ladies and gentlemen, on the 11th, on the 11th of October, the one and only Mr Barry Fry is going to join us here on the Tilt and Talk Show. Now, that is a scoop. That is a proper scoop. Popped down in, uh, to see him in from a couple of weeks ago. And what, you know what? He ain't lost his... Is what eight soul, his spirit is lapped up, and he's in his 70s now, Barry. And um, he was still acting like a 40 year old, 30 year old, you know what I mean? It was like, but we've got Barry Fry, ladies and gentlemen, Barry Fry on the 11th of October. Please, whatever you were doing, spread the word of don't miss that show. Chris Brown is going to be so active on the bleep button. <laughs> um, we're hoping that uh, his de- levels of decorum can increase somewhat from when he was in Rome a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but so you know, to, to have to have Baz on on, on this show, you know what? We uh, and again, guys, we've done this for eleven years, and we've had some amazing people on on the show over the years. Um, I, I'm, I'm proper happy to, to get Baz on. So thanks to uh, Craig Courtney and the team for doing that for us. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant work. You know, and there's so much work, guys, that goes on behind the scenes, and we really do have to be grateful on the show and all of you people out there for the work that you don't see that other people do to, to to continue this and to keep it going, which includes the ten minutes of work that Chris Brand does a week. So we signed we signed yourself and Dev for was it was it four hundred and fifty grand something like that Andy is that right? Uh, yeah, no, I think I think five hundred thousand. I think it was. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you, but I think it was around the five hundred mark. And uh, oh, you, 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 you know more than me. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was it was quite funny because it happened so quickly, and then and so I've sort of gone home and said to the wife at the time, I said I'm off to Birmingham, and she she was like panicking because she thought she'd have to move from Nottingham and. 
Um, but I said, no, we'll stay there and I'll travel. And um, but yeah, it was it was a great move to me. It was it was I didn't have a second thought as soon as you knew the Blues are in for me. I you know I was I was coming to a bigger club. I thought and um, yeah. I was so looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. But would you have an agent back then as well as a player? Would you have had an agent? Or an no, agent? I didn't. I, I didn't have an agent. No, I didn't have an agent all through my career. I, um, huh? If I was happy with the money I was offered, I was happy. I didn't. I didn't argue. I think because I came into the into the football league at a late stage when I was twenty one, um, money wasn't a priority to me. I just wanted to enjoy my football and playing in front of a crowd. I I felt um, lucky that I got into the football league, so. It wasn't a it wasn't a massive deal for me to have uh, the the biggest wage or the biggest signing on fee or things like that. I just wanted to play football and I I love playing football every every week in front of a crowd. So if I was happy with the money they offered me, I just said yes and that was it. I didn't haggle or anything like that. And um, you know I didn't have agents going back and forth saying oh we'll go for this or we'll go for that. And I didn't believe in that. But I think in this day and age now players do need agents. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can you remember your debut for us? Um, I think it was, was it with the Wolves game? I remember we drew, I it was, was it? Yeah, we I think it was two. Wolves at home, 2-0, yeah. I think, Dev scored two. Yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. A, he got, I remember he scored a pen, I think. Um, yeah. But I, it was that night, I think, I think if it was my debut that night against Wolves, uh, I, I can remember the atmosphere has just been unbelievable. It was electric. Um, yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, this is why I've come to this club. And... Um, to yeah, get a result bit. against Wolves as well, it was you know pretty special because local derby as well, isn't it? Yeah. It would have been Mark McGee back at that time, wouldn't it, Andy? Sorry? It would have been Mark McGee back at that time, wouldn't it? Yeah, Mark McGee yeah. was on the uh, oh, bench because... Used to sing I, think, about. <laughs> I think when I think when Dev scored, uh, Barry went on his usual run up the up the touchline and oh, maybe, yeah. said a, maybe said a few words to Mark McGee as he ran past him. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what did you know about Blues... What did you know about Blues before you signed? Were you aware of how big we actually were? Or did yeah, Dev have to think, yeah. You know, obviously, because Dev was a brummy lad. Um, yeah. You know, he used to speak about the Blues and he was always a Blues fan. Uh, mm. And he said he was a big, big club. And, you know, I played there previously for Notts County and um, Swansea. And I knew what 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 the club was all about, you know, and uh, what crowds they could get, the atmosphere mm. there. Um, so it, that's why I said it was a no-brainer for me to go there. Um, it was just the case of, just settling, sitting down with bars, agreeing my wages, and, and I signed. It was I just look so much looking forward to it because it, it's it's one of those clubs you you want to play for. Mm. You were chatting before the show, Andy, and uh, you 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 were talking about us as fans, right? Now, you guys you guys play your part on, on the field, and you know what we appreciate that uh, as long as you're giving everything that we expect you to give. But what about us, lot? I think I just think um, Blues fans and and I, I would say I got to you know say Cardiff as well. Um, they they for me they play a massive part and they can win you games um, when the crowd gets behind you and they don't realise what part they can play. If they were having a bad time or the game's a little bit dour and you need a lift, the fans can give you that lift and it's the adrenaline that comes off the fans. You can feed off it and um, that's what I used to try and do anyway. And um, yeah. I just so thought the, I just you, thought the both clubs. As soon as they got behind you, I thought you lifted your game, and mm. I thought I think sometimes the fans don't realise how much a part they play in a game. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, right? Because like, 
you signed for Birmingham City, and I don't know what you knew about our football club before you came, right? But what was it like for you personally out on the field when you heard Kate right on the end of the road for the very first time? I had heard it previously, obviously playing against them. Um, and you, 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 do, you do take note of things uh, as a player, even opposition players. Um, you do you take note. And I was looking forward to it. And uh, I think on that night, they sang it probably about 15 times because we obviously beat the Wolves as well. Uh, and it was electric. And, they, and I said to Dev after the game, I said, I, said, I think we made the right, right choice here, Dev. And he said, well, I was always going to go, but I didn't know about yourself. But um, that's what I said about the fans, though. When, when they sing and they raise, raise the volume, it's, mm. it's unbelievable. You know, as a player on a pitch, I felt privileged um, to play in front of play, uh, fans. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate but- every game I played in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of Birmingham City Football Club, please take notice of what Andy Levy's just said and raise our game at St Andrews and get it back. I know it's difficult at the minute because, like, the place has to be half empty because I'm not going to go there today because I don't want to get off on one. Right, but when we get back to full force and full fitness at our football club, raise that place like it used to be a fortress. Fortress St Andrews. And make people scared to play there. Mm. I, think, I think those days are, well, St Andrews is a, is, is a place where you can be in, intimidated. Um, I think the new grounds now these days are not so much intimidated, you know, no. for, for away players because they're so far away from the fans and it's not yeah. that atmosphere anymore because they're all sitting down. And I know there's talk of us um, having a standing area for home fans, which I've always been, I've always said that's, that's, that's where the atmosphere is, where they used mm. to stand behind the goal or stand on the side, whatever. Um, yeah. And I think that would be amazing to get that back because Birmingham is a place where you can intimidate players. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham City, ladies and gentlemen, I've just seen, seen a news flash uh, reference to my Facebook post the other night. The government are now prepared to bring in the army uh, to try and ease the fuel crisis. That's all down to me. Uh, like, just like, uh, you know, the appointment of uh, Lee Bayer. It's just simple, simple things. Okay, so some of the important questions are coming in now. Uh, first one is um, Linda Magnesius. I love your fire, Andy. I'm trying to get my, my hobby to buy me one. Is it gas or electric? <laughs> it's not a fire. <laughs> it's a telly screen. It's on YouTube. Anybody can download that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, lit. It's, uh, it's, it's electric. Oh, I thought so. <laughs> Nick, it was Linda Magna, so you've got to be careful. You know what I mean? She's not, <laughs> she's not, she's not that bright. She's not that bright. Um, so, uh, Andy, let's go back to... So, you joined us halfway through the 95-96 season, same time as Dev, and then, obviously, Barry leaves, doesn't he, at the end of that season, and then, obviously, Trevor comes in and takes over, and do you want to sort of talk us from there? So, you was like... You, you Obviously, you started the season with us. I remember you starting against Crystal Palace in the first yeah, game. Yeah. The one now, yeah, I started start the season. When Trevor came in, um, it was exciting times, because, obviously, Steve Bruce came in, Gary Ablett came in, talk of others coming in as well. Um you know, they were going to have a go at get back, getting back into the top league. And, um, you know, Trevor was sort of... Um, I, play, I, play, I think I played the first four or five or something like that, or involved with four, four or five. And then he... Because um, he was bringing players in, he, he wanted to give me a new contract. And I said, look... I said, um, yeah, that's fine. Um, so we sat down and what he offered me was... It just wasn't worth me... wasn't worth me signing. I still had two years of my contract left. Yeah. So I sort of said to him, I said, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that bothered about signing a new contract. I said, because I've got two years left anyway. Mm-hmm. I said, 
I'll give the same effort and I'll still play week in, week out. I said, because money's not an issue. I think he offered me something like £50 a week or, or £75 a week rise. And I said, it's just not worth it, Trev. Mm. You know, I said, I've got two years left in my deal. So, uh, and next thing I know, I've been, uh, I was out to the side and uh, I was in the reserves, um, which was a bit of a shock. Yeah. Not, not a shock at, um, I was in the reserves because it, it was such a good side there then and play, players were coming in. It was just the way it happened because disappointment. It was all about, about the contract, you know. Yeah, disappointment, Andy. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. A disappointment because, like, you'd given plenty of service. You know, you weren't a shirker. We knew that. Yeah, I, what I tried to do on the pitch every day, every game was, even if I was on a stinker, and, and listen, every every player goes on the field not wanting to have a stinker, but it happens, and you, know, you get those days mm-hmm. where you can feel. You can feel absolutely brilliant and go on the field and have a mare. You can, you want it to pass. You want to make a tackle. You won't win a header. But then you sometimes you'll feel rubbish. You go on the pitch and you have a blinder. And, and you know, I tried to give... we've we've had mares on the show. We've had nights where yeah. you know it goes down and you know mm, oh guests God, yeah. don't turn up once. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cards right, cards right down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it happens in life and. Uh, I just thought if I could give 100% every game, even if I was on a stinker, as long as I try, you know, fans will accept that. And yeah. that's what I tried to do. Listen, I wasn't the most gifted player in the world, uh, but I used to try 100%. And, um, yeah. and, that's, and it disappointed me then that, like, Trevor had sort of palmed me away with the reserves. Oh, you're gone. No, 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 no. Oh, there you are. Yeah. He's uh, back. He's back. And it, it was a shame that, like, I sort of got palmed off into the reserves. Um, I think I spent about four weeks in the reserves. And um, believe it or not, Mick Mills asked me, did I want to go out on loan? So I, I, I spoke to Mick and he said, look, I can get you to Ipswich because they had some uh, left-sided problems down there. Uh, and I went to Ipswich for a month. Well, from, our uh, point, from our point of view, and, and I, I genuinely mean this, right? I don't think there's one Blues fan that would have done that. Mm. Gone, gone to what? Don't want to. No, I don't think any Blues fan at that time would have put Andy Legg in the reserves. Oh, I see. No, no, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Andy, we don't, we, don't get, we don't get to see what goes on behind closed doors, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, it's only it's only on interviews like this that we actually start having an understanding of what did go on. Mm. And uh, you know what? Sorry, Trevor Francis, I'm a little bit disappointed at that, mate, to be honest with you. I was going to yeah. say, Nick, I was going to ask Andy, did you get on well with Trevor? Or did you lose a little bit of respect for him? I lost a total lot of respect because, um, not not because he put me in the reserves, because I wouldn't mm. sign a contract. That, that wasn't an issue for me. It was what happened further down the line that I lost my total respect for him. Because mm. um, he sent me to Ipswich, and his words to me were, Ipswich want to uh, take you on, on loan for a month, um, he said, and, he, and I, can, I can remember to this day, his words were, I'll, uh, if, if they want to sign you, they can sign you for 75 grand. He said, but they, don't, they won't sign you anyway because they've got better players. Really? And that's, that was his words to me. Um, so I went to Ipswich. Um, I think I played, I played the month. I scored twice. Um, played in the quarterfinals. I think it was the Littlewoods Cup then. I made, made the winner for Giselle. And um, George Burley um, got me in the office after the month. And said, "Look, we're going to sign you." 
He said, uh, I've agreed a fee with Trevor. And it's, it's something like 200,000. And I said, no, I said, I can leave for like 75,000. And he said, no, he said, I've done the deal. And I said, no, I said, I can leave for 75,000. You're not paying 200,000 for me. And I rang, the, I rang Trevor up. Trevor said, um, well, if you don't go for 200 grand, you can deals off, you can come back. So I jumped in my car and went back home. Um, the following day, uh, the deal was off. And uh, I think I think it was about ten days later I was sold to Reading for seventy five thousand. What? This is the first time I've ever spoken about it. Mark, Mark, Paul, Andy, uh, mm. sorry, Alan and Chris. Mm. I think we're all shocked and stunned at that. To be honest with you, as fans, we Just are. Poor, mm. go, on, go on, Alan. Oh, sorry, uh, Alan, go on. I've, I've noticed that the, 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 the people who have been on this show for a couple of years now, we're, we're, there, there's a trend that the Barry Fry signings were not dealt well by Trevor. Spot yeah, on. Okay. Spot on. You know, uh, Kevin yeah. Francis told a similar Devs himself told yeah, a similar not, story. Yeah. Uh can't think anymore off the top of my head, but th- th- there's there was it got the feeling that Trevor wanted to de Barry Fry the club, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. that's then, uh, and this is me, and we do it. We're doing it different. Um, mm. And I, I, you know, I, I'm uh, Mark. Did Mark Ward. Mark Ward. Mark Ward. Um, yeah. He's another one that hadn't got a great word to say about Trevor and so on. It's very sad. Um, you know, I, I when when Trevor became the manager, everybody said, "Oh, wonderful!" You know, blah blah. blah. And I said, "He's such a hero. There's going to come a day, unless he wins us promotion and whatever. There's going to come a day when we're going to get rid of him, and that's mm-hmm. going to be very very sad." Now, in in it's come to light that he, he didn't deal well with the Barry Fry, and and it it, it was only the Barry Fry signings. He didn't do it to anybody else, uh, no. and, I, and I, I, you know, that, that comes through. Yeah, yeah. There was only three, wasn't there, that really survived longer term, and that was Granger, Jono, and Benno. And Benno, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. they played for a good few years after like he took over, but apart from that, you know, when you think we had 153 players. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Alan's right. He's spot on. Yeah, it seems to be a recurring thing with uh, people who played in that uh, era. Yeah. Great. Jonathan Hunt was another. Mm. It's great mm. that, that, that we, Ricky Otto, all these years yeah. after, are getting these little insights into what used to go on. And, you know, um, and we all hailed Trevor Francis as a hero, an absolute hero, my childhood hero. When I was doing my paper and found out that he'd been sold, I sat on the curb and cried, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what Trevor Francis did for us, yeah? Yeah. But it's really, it's really, it's actually inspiring to know that there's another side to everything. Yeah. Do you remember, does anyone remember the day Trevor resigned and then came back? When his son yes. Was oh, when his son got abused, yeah. apparently. Yeah, in the oh, yeah. boxes, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. got Look, some names. And, yeah. He's very welcome to come on the show and respond to anything anybody has ever oh, said. Oh, yeah. He's very welcome, oh, but we're God. not paying. 
appreciate the honesty there, Andy. You know, um, giving mm-hmm. us that information and. Uh, it's a very poor way to treat people, if I'm honest. You know, it's not a good way to treat people at all. I think, mm-hmm. I think the disappointing thing was because it was his, uh, his words to me that, you know, that Ipswich wouldn't want to sign me. And then I sort of went there, proved him wrong. Um, and then it, the deal fell apart because obviously um, I wouldn't, I was stubborn. I, I could have just gone, you know, I, yeah. I could have gone to a good club, Ipswich Town. Uh, yeah. just, I enjoyed my time down there. Um, and I could have gone down there, and I, I, I was because I was a stubborn lad, and I had principles. I, I, I didn't want to go because no. I was told I could go for a certain price, and it, it was like nearly treble that. Um, and like any other player would have done, I, I rang Trevor and I said, "Look, I want some of the money then. If, if you, if you, yeah, you got, yeah, yeah. got that much money, I want a bit. I want a bit to leave." Yeah, because um, if he'd have had you back and put you back in our team, I think what he said to you before you went probably made a bit more sense because. It was probably mm-hmm. like you know, egging, you know, winding you up a bit to get the best out of you at Ipswich to well, turn you in. Yeah, I, I hope he does. Yeah, I hope he did. You know, because obviously he didn't want me to go down there and and, and just um, just take it for granted I was going to be playing. And I knew yeah. that in a couple of injuries, with uh, I think Mar- Maurice Tarico was the left back at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played on. I played left wing anyway when I went there. So they played a different yeah. left back. I didn't play left back, so I played as a winger. And yeah. um, so it was. It was great for me because my first game for Ipswich was live on Sky on a Sunday and I think I scored and made one. So we drew yeah. two each with Sheffield United, which was an awful um, afternoon. It was pouring down with rain. So it was a great start for me. So I got off the, on the right foot, you know, with the fans and uh, George Burley down there. But it was it was just disappointing that, because I, 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 I enjoyed my time at Blues because, you know, I used to come down to train. Me and John used to travel on Benno. You know, they, yeah. were, they were my mates and Deb was there. I know we lived in Birmingham, but the other three, you know, we used to travel together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've got stills and it was, it was great. We used to look forward to training and we used to yeah. have a laugh at Brucey and the Ablets and you know, the and- Anders Limpers of the world. And it was it was a great atmosphere there. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I was so disappointed to go and especially to go, go to a club like I ended up going to Reading and I think I was a massive mistake for myself, you know. That's my fault, and um, I don't blame any for anybody for that. It was just the offer was there, and I, I went because uh, I just wanted to get away. I just wanted to play first team football. Go yeah. shopping, honest with you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Graham wants to know when did you realise that you had a long throw in your locker? Um, well, as I said, I played when I played out as a kid, um, and then I took a throw in in the local leagues and played, and then. When I went to play sort of like Welsh League standard, which is our amateur football, um, everybody was just talking about it. And I just I just didn't I couldn't believe what what, what people were saying about it all the time, you know, because I just thought it was the norm. <laughs> um, I did because, you know, I and I, I can remember going up to Middlesbrough on trial um, from from Britain Ferry, where, where I was playing for. And uh, Bruce Reap was manager and I took a throw in and he came in half time and he, I can't, I can't say what exactly what he said because there's a few obliques in it. And uh, <laughs> he said, how, how can a little man throw the ball so far, you know, but in different terms? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it was just something that, that I always had and never practised it and never did anything. The only thing I ever did was when I went to Swansea and Terry Orth had me throwing a medicine ball to try and throw it a bit further. <laughs> You couldn't, have had a, you, couldn't, you, couldn't have, you couldn't have had a bigger target to aim for than Kevin Francis, could you? 
Oh, it was delightful, you know. I can remember, I'll tell you what Kev's first words to me when I first came down and um, we were in training. He said, oh, he said, I'm looking forward to playing with you. And I said, oh, you know what, I bet you are. <laughs> so well, we, had a bit, we had a bit of a laugh about it, but on, on the night of the Wolves game, he said to me, throw the ball at the goalkeeper. And I said, what do you mean? He said, throw, throw it at him on, the, on his line. And he said, I'm yeah. just going to bury him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I did. I threw it and I, he buried him. And the next time I threw one in, I don't think the keeper wanted to come out. <laughs> or, the, or the cat. <laughs> was that a cat then? <laughs> Birmingham City Bulldog. She's making a weekly appearance on the talk show. She stays here for 10 seconds. I don't know if she wants to go. Goodbye. I don't blame her. <laughs> and, and, Andy, 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 tell us some funny stories and any good pranks. or any, you, you must have had some good pranks, maybe with Paul Devlin and Michael Johnson. Oh, oh well, life. It must have been a murder. Yeah, myself and um, Paul Devlin and, and Michael Johnson, we were always out together on a Saturday night, whether it was at Notts County or Birmingham or wherever. <laughs> and um, we used to go up to Sheffield to a place in Meadowall and there used to be um, a restaurant up there and it was a, a, a steak challenge, it was called. And uh, <laughs> it was a, I think it was a 50-ounce steak you had to eat. But you, had to have soup, you had to have soup first. And it was no, it was a forty-eight ounce steak with chips and bread. And if we ate the lot, you got it for free. So we used to go up there. We used to go up there probably twice a month and a go. None of us ever got close to it. And uh, so we come out this one day, and Michael Johnson was the worst ever. He'd he'd all eat like probably a, maybe a quarter, if that. <laughs> and so we come out this one day, and me and Dev are looking at each other, and we said, "John, how the hell have you had so much today?" Because he, he he did really well, and he went. I said, oh, I said, I've starved myself for a couple of days. But then when we walked out to the car park, he was taking it out of his pocket, it's out of his wallet, out of his shoe. Oh. <laughs> he put all steak everywhere. <laughs> but he was, listen, we had we had a ball, uh, us three together, was um, and Benno, he's um, a character as well. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the funniest things in the, in the, in the dressing room, no, no, there was not one, sorry. Oh, yeah, it was Barry Fry when, I, can, I don't know if you can remember it. It was one game we were live on TV. Um, it was at St Andrews, and he took uh, Hunt off after about, about 10, 15 minutes. I don't know if you can remember it. He's having a go at Hunt on the side, and Hunt, he's had a go back, and they're, they're swearing at each other, and he took him off. And then in the dressing room, he came in, and he had a go at Hunt, because the cameras were allowed in with that, when they at half-time. And it was uh, quite a quite a bit of a, a slanging match going on off and then as soon as the cameras went out Baz just burst out laughing and said ah, well done Auntie lad that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> but that was Barry for you, you know he was just he was just a nutter um, yeah but we'll have to ask him about that we'll be with us on the 11th of October do not miss that show for the world that is yeah. going to be a bit Andy have you ever thought of being a, a long throw consultant because We've taken 350 long throws in the last two seasons. We haven't scored from one yet. Yeah. <laughs> Can you offer us any advice? <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to correct you, Alan. We have one. Oh, one. Oh, that, yeah. yeah one. Bit of a gold glut, that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a gold mate. I think what, what you find with long throws is that um, most of the goals are scored from second balls anyway. Yeah. Very yeah. rare that um, they're, they're headed straight in. Um, it's either a flick on or a knockdown or a bit of a scramble, you know, if a defender can't get his head on it. And I think the, I think the key to a long throw is not, it's not so much the long throw, it's that 
how low you can throw it and how fast it can go, come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. If you can get somebody in front of somebody and just get that little flick and then everybody knows where what sort of area it's going to come into then. I think yeah, it's yeah. also in the opposition a little bit, isn't it? You know, with the fact that you've got somebody that can put the ball straight into that from, you know, halfway down the halfway line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, is um, it can get a little bit uh, one-dimensional, you know, when... Uh, when I went to Cardiff, it was the same. When I was at Swansea, it was the same. You know, Barry was the same. When I was at Blues, I had to, I had to try and fling it in the box, obviously, because we had targets, whatever club I was at. Um, mm. So, it, it, it was strange, really. It wasn't a coincidence that every club I went to had a six-foot-four, six-foot-three centre-forward. <laughs> Mark, Mark, you want to say <laughs> something, Mark? A little bit here, mate. And I, uh, I'm going to talk a bit of a sensitive subject. And I know you're going to talk about it. And I know you're going to be very open and very honest about it. Um, you had cancer, yeah? Yeah, twice. This isn't an easy subject to broach, but you know what? Tell everybody what happened and uh, how you kind of got through that and uh, what's going on now. Yeah, well, when I went, when I went to Cardiff, um, I think it was 1999 I went to Cardiff, and in 2001-2002 season, um, I had um, a lump in my throat, Um and it was, it was only a tiny little lump and you could notice it when he was shaving, you know, when he was starting to stretch your neck and have a shave. And so I went to see the club doc. The club doc thought he was um, something in the lymph gland. Um, but then there was another doc there one evening. He said that he wanted to have a look at it and he sent me up for a biopsy. Um, and it was a cancerous tumour, but it was benign at the time. Right. So what, what we agreed was uh, I played that season out. Um, knowing I had to go in straight after the season finished to have the, to have the operation so I could be back for the pre-season. So I went in at the operation. It was taken out. Uh, I didn't have required any treatment because it was benign. And then I got back for pre-season, uh, played the following season, um, and I think I left in 2003 and went to Peterborough to join up with Baz again. Mm. Uh, while I was at Peterborough, I think I played the first year and then the second year, I got smacked in the throat again and they absolutely killed. Um, and I said to Barry, I said, look, I think I've got to go and have a look about my throat. I think I've got a lump back there again and um, I need to go and see about it. So I went to see a specialist up in Nottingham um, and he wanted me in the very next day. Um, so I went and spoke to Barry and I said to Barry, look, I said that they want me to go into the hospital, uh, they want to operate on me straight away. Uh, and he said, can you, can, you, can you hold off until after the weekend and go in on Monday? So we were playing Blackpool away on the Saturday. So we got to Blackpool, played the game. I think we actually won up there as well. And we were fighting relegation, so it was important. Um, and then I went in on the Monday. I had my operation. Um, it was cancerous. It, uh, they were worried it spread because it was in the lymph glands. Um, so the, 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 I think the worrying time for me was, um, he said, if it was below my chest bone or below my cheekbone, the worst possible, possible uh, possibility, I could have had only six months to live. But if, if it had moved, obviously, it could be 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, whatever. So I had, um, after the operation, I had the scan, <laughs> it wasn't found anywhere else in my body, which was really lucky. So I spoke to Barry about about four or five times. He was absolutely brilliant to me. Um, you know, he was still paying me while I was still off. And um, I said to him, look, I said, I'll leave. I'll retire. I'll, I'll save you some money because 
I'm not going to get back from this. I'm, I'm 37. I'm, I'm getting on a bit in age, so I'll, I'll retire. So I left the club then. and I don't think Barry wanted me to leave, to be honest with you, but um, he did. He let me go. And um, I had the treatments. I had 30, 34 treatments, um, radiotherapy, which is really, really tough. Um, and we got through it. And touch wood, I'm still here to tell the story. Um, mm. But I've got a little lump back here now again, which um, hopefully touch wood is only a, uh, a sinew or a bit of gre- uh, gravel or a bit of um, scar tissue or something. Uh, and I'm just waiting to go back to see a specialist in Cardiff now. Well, Andy, every single Birmingham City fan up and down the country and around the world that listen to this tonight and those that aren't, I'm sure, wish you absolutely all the best in the world, my friend. And, no, you know, you. It's, a, it's a hard subject to broach. It's a vile, horrible disease. But you speak, you speak with such clarity and such... Um, as though you, 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 you're not going to be defeated... Um, I applaud you for that, mate. I can't. I, yeah, I'm not very often lost words, kid. You know, no, it's 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 something that I've never worried about. Um, I've never been frightened of it, and um, it was it was a tough time going through the treatments. Don't get me wrong, and everybody who goes through cancer, they you know they go through a bad time. They got you, you, you know, you you are tired, you you sore, you. It's it's hard to explain what you go through mentally wise as well, um, but. It's something now I've been, my daughter was one when I first had it and now she's 22. So, wow. Or 21. Wow. So, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm privileged that I've seen her grow up and that was my biggest worry. Um, so I'm, listen, I've had 20 bonus years or 15 bonus years since I, I, it's all been done from the first initial um, operation. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not worried about it. I'll go in now and if I've got to fight it again, I'll fight it again. And, Jen, and that would be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy, I, I, have you thought about writing a book about it? Um, I have. I, I had um, a book. I think it was. Um, I can't remember what company it was. Um, it was only a short read book called for for harder for, for people who were, who couldn't read properly. So the writing right. was a little bit bigger. Yeah. There was no words, you know, that like. Um, long words in it or anything like that so it was just a quick read book and I've, nobody's approached me to write one I have thought about it but because I could have told a tale from like going from non-league to or from football because I went mm-hmm. from it was it was an amazing time for me at my age because I was working for a living I left school at 16 I worked at the forestry commission till I was 19 and then I worked as a labourer and then I worked in the factory um, until I was 20 and then I signed with Swansea at 21 and then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a professional football player. Uh, so it was I'm a not- massive, uh, it was a massive jump from, from coming out of school, working for a living, playing local league, stepping up to Welsh league, and then all of a sudden playing professional. It was like um, a yeah. dream come true for me, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think Alan, Alan wants to come in on there. Do you, do you want to come in, Alan? I'm just talking about, you know what, grasping that information to people so that they can have hope. And they can have fight in their bodies, like you did, when that news comes through to them. Do, do you know something? I, I, this is a, um, a true story. This is um, what happened to me. I used to go to I used to go to my treatment ten thirty every morning, five days a week, and I used to have the weekends off. And this, I got down on myself a little bit, and I was so tired, and my throat was so I couldn't eat. I went down to seven stone eight, I think, something like that. And I was only eleven stone when I played. So I'd lost a lot of weight and 
the nurses, the job they do are absolutely unbelievable. And I walked in that day and they said, oh, here he comes, Grumpy's coming in. <laughs> and you know, they, they try and lift your spirit. And they said, oh, you, you're not having any treatment until this afternoon, uh, Mr. Lake, can you come back? And I said, yeah, no problem. So I shot off, went back in the afternoon. And I wasn't in the ward I was normally in. They put me in a ward and I was sitting in on my own and they brought this young kid in. She couldn't have been more than four or five. She lost all her hair and she was smiling and, 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 and chatting away. And I think the nurses did that to give me a right kick up the ass because I was mourning, I was mourning towards the end. And I, well, think they give me, they, I think they did that on purpose to get me through and think to myself, I've had a life. I've had a massive life. I've travelled the country. I've been a professional football player. I don't. Mm -hmm. And I see this young girl and I think this puts it all into perspective for me. You know? Wow. Mm -hmm. I could, Andy, sorry, if I can come in there. My daughter had leukemia and went through exactly that. Like, lost all her hair. And, you know, she went through two and a half, nearly three years of chemotherapy. And so I could relate to that, yeah. Yeah, I th so I, I definitely think the nurses played a massive part in how I thought about things as well after that. Because yeah, yeah, it puts everything else into perspective. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think Alan wants to, wants to come in on that. Here you go. Yeah, go on, Alan. Andy, the, the the first thing you said when you you tell us about this, you said that you diagnosed, uh, and then you finished the season, and then you had your treatment, and I'm thinking. How does somebody go out on a professional football pitch and do what one has to do mm. when you've got this in your mind? I mean, we, we, we get our managers saying, oh, we've, we've, we've played two matches in four days. Oh, dear. <laughs> no. And, and you're, you're going out with that. Mm. And I, I, I'm absolutely I, – I, I, can't, I can't put into words how much admiration I had you. I mean, that, that – Alone, I'm thinking, how, how if somebody tells you, you you've got that disease, I wouldn't go to work, let alone you know, want to get out of bed, yeah. football. I'd, I'd be, I'd be, you know, quaking in my boots. But I, I, I can, I can't offer you any, you know, it's that's just amazing, mate. And I, 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 I just applaud you. And and it's it's, it's such an inspiring story. Thank yeah. you very much for telling us that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think there's people that get the clap off the tilt and talk show. <laughs> I just, I just felt that at the time it was my love for football, uh, and I, I still love the game. You know, I still, I'm, I'm still involved. I still play vets football now for a, for a bit of fun. Yeah, and I love the game. And my team were in trouble. They went, they were fighting relegation, and I, I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to make sure we, you know, tried, tried to stay up, and that, that was my attitude. And um, I agreed with the club doctor. The club doctors initially didn't want me to do it. Um, but he agreed to me in the end because he knew how much it meant to me, and and that's what I did. And yeah. I just, to be fair, I just put it in the back of my mind, to be honest with you. And I just carried on with football and just well, that's, I, that's I, I worried about relegation more than the, <laughs> the operation. Oh yeah, well, well that's uh, amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. Sorry, Chris. I saw a quote once on a football pitch, and it said, "The football pitch where all the life's problems go out of your head for ninety minutes." Mm. Absolutely. Mm. It's mm. It, it, well mm. the. the when you go in training, it goes out your head, you know, yeah. that takes it away from you. Um, also, you know, worrying about, if you, I always used to worry and I used to, I played a lot of games and I was very rarely dropped, but I used to worry, I hope I'm playing on Saturday, you know, I hope I'm playing Tuesday night. And um, 
and never took anything for granted. Yeah. And, um, uh, Mark's, Mark's been waiting nearly three days to get a question in, I think. Uh, <laughs> here, you go, here you go, Mark. I was, was going to say, um, say, Andy, um, did your teammates know how sort of serious it was or did you sort of keep it a little bit quiet? It was all quiet. Nobody knew it. Only, only, it quiet. The, only the manager and um, it's just the manager and the club doctor. Mm. Mm. Was, and a physiotherapist, he knew about it. Yeah. yeah, they used to be that, involved in the game now. People, people who you play on a daily basis, isn't it? You know, and and you've got to be there with your spirits up, your smile up, your mm. your game up, and everything. And you've got all that going on in the background. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. That's a Yeah, just going to ask Andy. Are you still involved in the game nowadays, or recently? Have you been? Yeah, coach- yeah I'm doing. Um, well, I was in, I was uh, under twenty three's manager Cardiff for two years. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, when Neil Warnock went, I left at the same time, uh, or just after Neil, um, which was disappointing because I was enjoying it and back in full-time football and working with the kids. I, I loved it. And um, yeah. But unfortunately, you know, you know what it's like. They have a sweep out and they, they clear the decks, and I was part of that. Um, I'm still involved. I'm doing part-time football with uh, a team called Clenethy at the moment in the Welsh League. Yeah. Um, so I've... I've gone in there and just, I just, because I love being involved with football. So I just, as part time, we train once a week and play on a Friday or Saturday, Saturday afternoon. And that's, you know, I still love the game. Yeah. I've got a message here from Paul Devlin for you. Oh, I was just reading that one. <laughs> so, tell him I said he's a top man, one of the best. And remember the Love Palace. Oh, yeah. That, that was my house in Birmingham, uh, in Nottingham. When, um... <laughs> now, are you allowed to say anything first? Think, think, am, yeah, think I Andy, think. think. We were all single lads then when uh, yeah, yeah, we were yeah. all together in Notts. So <laughs> I went up and um, when I first arrived in Notts, obviously I stayed in a hotel for a month and then I said, oh, look, I've had enough of hotels. So I rent myself a house and uh, I rented a house and everybody, we used to go out in the nightclub every Saturday night and everything was back to my my place. And uh, it, it, for some reason, it got the name <laughs> of the Love Palace. So, <laughs> and I think I leave that to your imagination. <laughs> um, so sometimes when I used to travel back home to South Wales, um, Deb used to say, and Michael Johnson would say, Can we have the keys to the Love Palace? I don't think we want to say too much more about that one. Deb's is listening tonight, and uh, you know, we've had Paul on, on the show a couple of times, and we've done some work for his charity, and one thing or another. For me personally, right, for a bloke. When I was young, that I adored watching. I am so overwhelmed and so happy that Deb's watches and adores what we do. Love it. It's just amazing. Love you, Deb. You're a star. He, is a, he is a proper blow nose, though. You know, oh, he loves, yeah. loves the place. And um, listen, I can't speak highly enough of him. We had a fantastic time together. Um, and as I said to you, you, you don't meet many people in football because you move on in life. Um, and stay friends. And I can honestly say uh, Michael Johnson and uh, Dev are the two that uh, have been part of my life, you know, for a long, long time. Yeah. And what was your favourite goal for us, Andy, if, that you can remember? Famous goal? Um, favourite goal you scored for Blues, yeah, if you can remember. I didn't, I didn't think I scored that many. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> that well, according to Wikipedia, you got five. Ooh. Five, yeah. I, I can't yeah. remember. I, can't, I, I think I scored one at Tranmere with my right foot, so that would be... Um, because that was just standing on, so I think that would be probably the best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one you can remember. 
It wouldn't have been the most cleanest strike in the world. Should we do the uh, we do the U, Chris? We shall do the U just just before the just before the U. Uh, just before you, uh, just let people know that we've got um, a live poll running. It's a, it's a new feature we've got. Where we'll do, we'll do because Nick forgot completely forgot to uh, say anything. I tried reminding, but did he remember? No, no. So we've got this live poll running, and I'll tell you how it stands at the moment. So we said, would you like to see safe standing at St Andrews? Yes, says eighty percent. No, says seven. Not sure, says seven, and no preference, says five. So it's a resounding yes so far. I'd set off, I'd set off a safe sitting. <laughs> yeah. Christian. I'd set off a safe thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd set off a cheesy, cheesy, uh, listen, cheesy Go jokes. back to Andy Legg's days when he was back at the Blues, right, mate? Uh, tell you what, if you could hear an air on, it was mine. I was there every week with my two-year-old son on my shoulders at the back of the cop. You know, he never got hurt once. He was looked after, looked after by his fellow blue noses, mate. <laughs> never got hurt once, not once. Uh, mad. Mad as that. Well, then, Paul. Paul. Yes. Paul. So what, what we're going to do now, Andy, is we're going to play uh, about 17 seconds of one of our ex-players speaking. And all I can say is he was in the same, playing for us around the same time as you. He was in the same squad. Um, I've been caught out a couple of times by saying he played with you. Um, a couple of ex-players have said I didn't play with him. So all I'm going to say, he was in the same squad. I didn't play in the same match together. I think you might have done. I think you did. But I'm not going to put my house on it, OK? So this is one of our ex-players speaking. If you think you know who it is, just tell us the uh, first letter of his surname and then we'll see if our viewers can get it. Here we go. All right. I always wanted to play football and I loved my football. And everywhere I went, my football went that's, with that's, me. That's not increasing. Well, and obviously, I touched on Islam. He's only Indian. got my job. 2001, right, 2002. Are you sure? That's the one you sent me. Is it D? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you something completely different to that. <laughs> no, I've just, I've just copied the link that you sent me. That's it. Yeah. You know who that is, Paul? Does, it, does anybody know who that is? Can we rename this? Can we rename this section what? <laughs> yeah, let's see if anybody knows it. I always wanted to play football, and I loved my football. And everywhere I went, my football went with me. One, well, obviously, I touched on Islam, maybe yeah, in 2001, 2002, because my brother reverted. Who is that? I don't know. <laughs> That's it's, not the link. I've just I've just opened the link I sent you from the message I sent you, and it's not that. What well, I can I only copied I can only copy the one, one, honestly, one thing. Not. Yeah. No, honestly, have a look again on the one I sent you. You can just. Well, like, you, just talk <laughs> <laughs> you know what you were saying, Andy, about people having a nightmare. Like you have a bad yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't honestly, think live TV. Open, can you? Open, the, open the open the link I sent you. You can just press play or work. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no giveaway of who it is, honestly. Uh, I don't think it'll work this way, so uh, I don't think well, you'll, you won't. No, you won't hear it, so. Yeah. Shall I play just on my phone then and just press? You can try. Back? You can try, yeah. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Just bear with me, people. It's just like it's just like Sky on a Monday night, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Monday night football. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first one, J-E-D? Or doesn't no, anybody know? No. 
Ain't got a clue. We don't know. Was it, was it, was it Julian Gray? That no. was, yeah, it was the one we had the other week. Boring, to be honest with you. <laughs> Barry Fry probably signed up. <laughs> I didn't know we've had Julian Gray on. We can't hear it, Paul, anyway. Hang on. But for the last 15 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, had gone down uh, on deadline day uh, the, the, the season before. Um, he obviously got asked about me. Uh, Peter Shilton came and watched. Uh, he'd made the decision and bottom. That's it. Ooh. I know I've that is. Clue. Haven't got a clue. You know that, Alan. You know. I think I do, yeah. Not, not from his voice, but what, from what he, from what he said. Play it again? Yeah, play it again, Paul. Just got myself, uh, you know, sort of flat with a mortgage. Uh, and it's more financial than, than anything else. Or did that play I a little bit? I think it was everything. Yeah. I think it was everything. I wanted to, you know, sort of spread my wings generally. Uh, I wasn't encouraged at home because my dad, bless him, was, uh, he loved the fact that. Mm. He's uh, a lender there. Yeah. <laughs> That's not no what you sent me. I can't remember his name. Is it a centre midfield player? Hard yes. as nails? Yes. <laughs> I know it. I know it is. I just don't think of his name. Oh, God. Uh, somebody said, is it Barry Fry? <laughs> <laughs> is it PC Wilson? Uh, <laughs> Holdsworth? Like Dennis Waterman? <laughs> Dennis Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> Midfield minder. <laughs> Who said Dennis Waterman? Please, Daishi. Daishi. No. Daishi. No. <laughs> Centre midfield players. He was not my, uh, not my boss, Nigel man. <laughs> Barry Horn. Peter Shearer. No. 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 no one's got a clue. Marsden. Uh, is yeah, it Owl? No. No. <laughs> Is it H. Harden? No, not Paul Harden, no. No. You're getting warm now. <laughs> I think. I'd crack up, Alan, if you've got it wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Castle. Say again? Stevie Castle? Yeah. 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 Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, 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 well done. Oh, well yeah. done. I'd heard that interview you took that from. Alan. Alan. <laughs> yes. What was your answer going to be? Steve Castle, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd heard the interview <laughs> that that was recorded. <laughs> Did Paul send it to you this morning then instead of Chris? I think we, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I just clicked on the link that he sent. Live TV. You played, you played, you played what with him, Andy Castle. Huh? I just said, Andy, you played with Steve Castle, didn't you? You, started the, you played in the same team as him for us, didn't you? Yeah, I played with Steve. Yeah, he's yeah. a good, good lad. He's strong as an ox. He was never, never shirked the tackle, did he? No, no. yeah, hundred percent. So you know, I had time for people like that. I think um, he's a good lad. Well, yeah. in that, I don't think there were any non-hundred percenters. It was, it was all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, great. <laughs> I loved it. Unless you, unless you're Christopher Ray with a broken thumb. <laughs> Right, uh, international career. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't much of one. Um, no, it was it was great for me because when I came to the Blues, I think because it, it was a bigger side. Um, obviously, I had the Welsh manager watch me 
I think it was Bobby Gould was in charge at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he watched me a few times at Notts County. Um, but I think when I made the move to the Blues, I think that's what um, initially sort of thought, right, he's at a big club now, we'll put, we'll put him in the Welsh squad. Um, I don't think I would have got in there actually still playing for Notts County. So I think it was the move to the Blues that um, that solved that, you know. But uh, yeah, I had six full caps, but I, I I was involved about probably about 13, 14 times, but and obviously didn't get on the pitch and... Name drop, come on, name drop. Uh, well, the experience of playing with. Uh, no, hang on, sorry. Are you ready for this, ladies and gentlemen? Are you ready for this? <laughs> name drop. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. I'll go for to play with players like Neville South in goals, um, oh. Ryan mm. Giggs, Gary Speed, Mark Hughes um, was just an eye opener. Um, you know, there is many more. Don't get me wrong. John Hartson was a decent player and. Mm. It, was, it was quite a lot. We had a decent side. Ian Rush was then, or just finishing at my time. But um, it was it was just amazing to, to be involved. And I was sort of pinching myself to, to be around that crowd, you know, around them personalities. Mm. Um, but it was, you know, I, I I enjoyed it. And don't get me wrong, it was... I, I, I actually got injured against Switzerland. I can remember Trevor ringing me up and saying that, uh, oh, you're out for six weeks, well done. <laughs> no, no. With, with those players, Andy, in the Wales squad, why, why, you, why, why was it that you didn't qualify for a major tournament for all those years? Especially with them playing the 90s. Yeah, I just think if you look at us uh, at the time where we had like Dean Saunders, uh, Mark Hughes, Ian Rush up top, yeah. it's not, it wasn't better three in those really. No. Uh, we, had, we had a decent midfield, but I think we struggled at the back. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not going to. I criticised the back four or whatever I said, but I think uh, at one stage we had Kevin Ratcliffe at the back, and yeah. uh, you know we had we had a strong defence, but we were like weak in another department. We never seemed to get the balance. A, a, a balance where the eleven mm. were really strong. Um, yeah, yeah. Until obviously recently and um, the last last couple of years, we brought a lot of players through the um, the, the system, and it, it's worked out great for them. You know. Um, yeah. So I just I just look at the hey days when we didn't qualify for all them years. I think that's what it was. It would be strong in one area, but not not, not strong enough in another area. You know, mm. we were unfortunate against. Um, I think when Paul Bowden missed the penalty at, at the crossbar, you know, we, yeah. we should have qualified that year. And um, yeah. but you know, Wales have had some great players over the years, and you only yeah. got to look back at the time they were there. And um, it's great to see the youngsters <laughs> coming through now and. And performing and um, yeah. get us qualified. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle now to get into the World Cup. I think we've got Czech, Czech Republic next, which is going to be a tough game out there. Uh, and I think yeah. without the likes of Gareth Bale and, and Ramsey, mm. I think you know we could possibly struggle. But oh, listen, you never say never. And uh, hopefully, we will get the right result and we'll qualify again. Compared to like playing week in, week out with the Blues, right? How, how different was the international scene? I know, I know. We can imagine the obvious, but like the unobvious, if you know what I mean. I think just the, the standard of the player you were around. Um, right. If you made a mistake, it was to, to be fair. For I, I thought it was easier to play international football than it was to play championship football because you, mm. you you were given time, you were respected. Mm. Um, but if you made a mistake, you were punished, and I think that that was the difference. And I think that's right. the difference between the Premier League players as well. I think mm-hmm. you make two mistakes in the Premier League, you're going to get punished at least once. 
you make two yeah. mistakes against the championship, you may not get punished. You know, mm. so yeah. I think that that's the difference. The the cl- how clinical they are uh, mm. at the national level and on uh, obviously um, Premier League, and um, I think that's the difference between them. I think probably Dev would say exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And you, you said before we came on the show, you had a funny uh, story story about Robbie Savage that you wanted to tell us as well. <sighs> been waiting oh, all, yeah. all night. I've been waiting all night for this. We went, <laughs> like, uh, talk show at this point. <laughs> Wait it was funny enough. It was something we spoke about earlier about uh, San Marino uh, away. And we stayed in a, a beautiful little place and um, it was a fantastic hotel. Um, I opposite you thought it was two and it was a massive party going on with and they were all driving up in like Ferraris and uh, Lamborghinis and whatever they were coming in. And uh, me and Robbie Savage sort of got into the party. And you, had the likes, you had the likes of Ryan Giggs and uh, Gary Speed and uh, people outside the gate trying to get in. And they weren't allowed in. Me and Sav were in there. And Sav grabbed a bottle of shit, went up to the, the top table, picked up a bottle of champagne and took it out and, and, and drank it in front of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> But, but even better then, the following day, Bobby Gold said, you're allowed an hour in the sun, sunbathing. So Robbie, Robbie said to me, as Robbie was, come on, legs. He said, we'll go down the beach. So I said, all right, come on, we'll go down the beach. So we went on the beach. We must have been there about four hours. We're up sunbathing <laughs> and Goldie's walking down the beach. We had, we had to hide and scrape behind the boat. We, we, we just dived behind this boat and stayed there for about... I don't know, it must be about 35 minutes. And we went back, and we, were, we were like pasted red faces. And Goldie said, where have you been? Robbie went, oh, I've been for a run. <laughs> Good answer. Um, he's a character, Robbie. He's, perm- he's, you know he's got a permatan. I the show a few months ago because uh, the first thing he did, uh, uh, and, and for me, bang, straight up in the estimation, the first thing he did, he apologised to every Birmingham City fan for the manner in which he left. Um, and he also said that one of the things that he has always wanted to do is come back onto the Birmingham City pitch and just applaud our supporters, right? He never thought he'd get a chance to do that, but you know what, Devs was this like he is tonight, and don't do it, Devs, until that stadium is full again, mate, but please, please, please organise that for Robbie, and not only for Robbie, but for us as well as fans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've got um, a couple of live questions actually coming, a couple of viewers' questions that I've had sent to me from Craig. So, Violet, Sto- Violet Stone's asking, Andy... Um, I was going to say this one, yeah. Over your football career, is there any player who really got under your skin? Great question. Uh, Come Francis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Country, yeah. Um, under my skin? No, not really. It was... No, not really. I no? Just, no, not really. No, nobody really got to me that much. Okay, no problem. And Jason McDonald's asking, um, what's Andy's favourite memories of Blues? And if he could change anything, what would it be? I think you probably already touched on that slightly, haven't I, you? I think, yeah, changing it would have had a longer stay at the Blues. And, you know, I didn't want to leave the club. That's, that's an obvious. Um, yeah. My, my best memory is the fans, to be honest with you. Um, I, just, I, just, I just enjoyed every time I went out and played. I don't think I played enough there. Um, but what I what I remember of it was every time I went out, it was a great atmosphere, and I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andy, sorry, Andy, were you one for keeping your shirts and stuff like that? Have you still got any blue shirts lying around? 
No, unfortunately, I never had one one Birmingham shirt. Um, of all the clubs I've played, I, I haven't got a Swansea shirt and a Birmingham shirt. No, they're, they're the only two clubs I didn't keep shirts. There was right. So, I, so what? I, what was I your best season? Day, what year was your best season? Sorry. What 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 single season was your best season at St Andrews? Well, I only had just sorry, just mate. I only had two and a half seasons, then I really so. Mm. Okay, yeah. so what was your favourite kit? It would have been the initial part when I first came with Barry. What yeah. was your favourite? What was your favourite kit at that time then? Uh, the one I wore. The Tesco, not, 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 not the pony one, because the, 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 right, the pony one was the, the okay. year later. It was the one. Do you know what we're going to do? We are going to arrange a pony kit. The Tilton Talk Show are going to sign it. And send it to you, mate. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Brilliant. that'd be a good idea. That would so, not that you one. Will have the memorabilia. You'll have the memorabilia not only of tonight, but of also of the great service that you gave us and the brilliance that we endured and enjoyed while you were with me. And I tell you what, we're going to organise that pony kit, somebody. Yeah, <laughs> Admiral. The Admiral one's better, isn't it? With the Vickers collar, the one when you first signed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah nice I like that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. it was a nice kit. That was Devlin's favourite as well, wasn't it? That was Dev's favourite shirt as well. I remember him saying. Yeah, we'll try and get that to you, Andy. Oh, oh in, brilliant. In return, Andy, and sorry, in return, Andy, because sign that television behind you and send it to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Linda, and Linda, Linda, Linda wants to see a fire. What happened to the Love Palace then after you went down to Reading? Oh, well, I, I moved then. Me and Michael Johnson bought um, a house um, next door to each other. Well, next door but one to each other. In uh, in Notts, and uh, I think uh, I think Michael's house became the Love Palace. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear. Um, I'll just like a question for Andy from Ray. He says, uh, "What were your favourite football boots?" Oh, that would have been. Uh, it, it, you, you can't beat them. The, the old World Cups. World Cups. Yeah, I think I think they're probably the best, but. I don't think I wore them at Blues. I think I wore Lotto because I was sponsored by Lotto at the time. Is that the is that the Puma Kings you mean? Is that what you mean? No, the the World Cups, Adidas World Cups. Yeah, Adidas. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think they were they're probably still the best boots, but um, you know the boots are like these days they're hardly worth nothing, and they're so light now. And yeah, I think World Cups were probably the best. Yeah, and have you done a one to eleven for us, Andy? Have you picked your strongest eleven? Yeah, yeah. I had a struggle doing this because I had, I played with some really good players and it's like positions of think oh which one would have won that one you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so if I start in goals it was obviously a choice for me was Benno 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 so Benno is obviously my, one of my best mates as well um, I thought he was a great keeper he was but left back I went I had a, a toss of the coin here it was either Franey or Granger but I went with Granger in the end because I thought he was more dynamic you know he's uh Bit of a tough tackler as well. And you get 100%. Uh, so I went, went with Grange. No, we're not Grange. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, Jono, centre-half. Yeah. With, with yeah. Steve Bruce. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I went Gary Ablett right back. Without a doubt. Okay, yeah. All the time. And then I, I went, my midfield then, I had to put my best mate in, Jason Bowen. <laughs> Good, yeah. <laughs> uh, I put Barry on can... and Chris Holland. Oh, oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. yeah. good. I, I would have put, I would have put Ricky on the left, but I put myself in. 
That's the first. Oh, dear. And, uh, I went, yeah, we don't usually let the guests pick themselves. No, no. But I, I because it was Ricky, it's okay. I went Dev at top. I was hoping and that I, Dev was in. I, was, I think he's watching as well, so I was hoping for his sake he was in. Yeah, I went <laughs> Dev at top. It was no, it, he, he was a great goal scorer and, and, right, and, and, right. and a nasty piece of work as well. So I like that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I went with, funny I went with Anders Limper up front instead, instead of um, Big Kev, but I think Limper was a bit of a, he had a bit of class on his day when he wanted when he wanted to turn it on, he could turn it on. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And captain, yeah. captain would have been Barry on for me. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Good side that is. Good side. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. take, I'll take it. Barry Fry's the manager, is he? Oh, definitely. Barry, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Fry, ladies and gentlemen, eleventh of October, two thousand twenty-one. <laughs> ladies and gents, we are into the last fifteen minutes of the show, and tonight, because of the disgraceful scenes we've seen up and down this country with people so selfishly stocking up on fuel. We're going to do petrol stations tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to start you off tonight with Jerry Cangill. Jerry Cangill. <laughs> <laughs> Word association, here we go. Anything to do with a petrol station. Uh, Frank Q. Q. Drew. I'm going to go for that oh. one as well. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, guys. No, leave it. I'm winning so far. Somebody else will beat me in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what about the old, what about X Blues Cape of Colin Oil? Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> I thought you liked it. No, I've changed your mind. Uh, <laughs> just, just do my people. Gents, because of the mire that we're in at the moment, due to um, let's so we say. Uh, Media speculation. Hmm? We don't do media speculation no. on this show, ladies If you come to this show and listen to us, you'll get it raw. You'll get it true. Because we don't care about anything else apart from the guys that come on here and speak the truth to <laughs> you, to me, and to themselves, without a doubt. So anything to do with the petrol station and uh, Gary Fuel is... Fuel, fuel. What was his name? Harry Fuel. Harry, Harry, Harry Fuel. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Harry Fuel. Harry Fuel. <laughs> or, or Mike Newell. Mike, Mike Newell. Mike Newell. Mike Newell. Yeah. yeah. Mike Newell. Yeah, Mike Newell. Mike Newell. Yeah, yeah. uh, what, about, what about what about Paul Revlin? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't Revlin. Revelling, yeah, like a car revs, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. so, oh, crikey. That's awful. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, John Frayne is coming on in uh, um, in a couple of weeks' time as well, so. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so that's that good. should be a good one. Yeah. It's going to be great. You know what? Watching John Frayne run down that wing when he, when he was in the cop, and he was like, he, he got this certain little, little run, and mm. he was like, you know, Frayne was on the ball when he got it, mate, and, uh, you know, he, he could deliver a proper cross as well. Yeah, one of the left foot, yeah. Oh, I like this one. Tank Worthington. Oh, I do like that one. Apparently, Andy, you scored the winner against Wolves. The ball came off the post from Bowen and we won 2-1. Oh, yes, yeah. Away at Wolves, yeah, yeah. Dingles. I think that's, I think, I think Trevor's in charge of them, was he? Or was it Barry? Now, Andy, you Yeah, Trevor's there, yeah. Andy, sorry, you were in charge of that game, kid. <laughs> Andy, can I ask you a question about a match that I saw you play in uh, after you left Blues uh, 
at Bristol City, Peterborough, and if I remember right, Bobby Gould was the manager at the start of the game. And up, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the game, Barry Fry had taken over. Is that <laughs> is that how it happened, or do you remember the game? Yeah, I can remember the game. I can. I can uh, it was a, a massive bust up at halftime, and it was the best punch <laughs> I've ever seen in a in a tunnel I've ever seen. Really? Um, it was. Um, yeah, it was a midweek game as, as well. I think it was, wasn't it? It was a, it, an evening it game. Was, it, like, it was a football trophy game. Very yeah. small crowd there, and yeah. I. I could hear you, because obviously it went wrong from the first kick. Uh, Leroy Lita, I think, got a couple of goals early. Leroy Lita! Lita! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your works. <laughs> Never thought of that. <laughs> and I, I, I could hear you shouting at the bench, you know, telling this is all wrong, this is all wrong. And then uh, uh, it was obvious that something had happened at halftime, and I'm just sitting in the stand, uh, and Barry Fry turns t- turns up at, on the pitch at half time. I think he lost four two or something like that in the end. Yeah, I think, oh. we, had, I think we had a better second half than the first half. I think um, I can remember the game now. Yeah, because we had big Clay Platt playing up front, and um, he he absolutely smashed one of their centre halves in the, in the in the tunnel on the way, and, and his his teeth his teeth fell out like uh, like a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Why weren't the smartphones around then? Oh, Rowley, oh, are you ready for this one? Are you ready for this one? I'm crying here. I'm going to Go on, then. Joe Gallagher. Joe what? What? Joe Gallagher. Gallagher. Oh, we had a meeting with Gallagher, didn't we? Oh, <laughs> right, come. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, Alan's just won the competition. He didn't even realise you did it. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, ex- uh, expensive oh, no, Tim Flowers, one. yeah. Oh, that's a great one, that is, isn't yeah, it? Expensive, expensive Tim Flowers, flowers yeah. Jonathan, Wasn't there a Paul John- Gallon as well? Paul Gallon. Oh, yeah. 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 Jonathan Petrol Hunt. Who? Well done, Tony. Jim Gallagher. Two Stroke City. Oh, that's very witty. It is, yeah. it? You Andy... know what? I'm going to give you a bag of chips, whoever you are. <laughs> Andy Charcoal. <laughs> what, about you... Graham, what, about Graham, what about Graham Lasso? Oh. Lasso, Lasso. <laughs> who had, uh, Andy, who had the biggest influence on your football career, mate? Um, probably a, a manager you may not have heard of, Frank Burroughs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard Frank Burroughs. He was, yeah, he was yeah. a West yeah. Brom for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, Frankie was. Um, he seemed to get the best of me wherever I went. Because um, he, he actually, I was at Swansea when he first came, um, mm. and he was the only manager I would have gone and played for and gone down the road to play for Cardiff because obviously the rivalry was like really fierce. Um, it's a bit like Villa Villa Blues, you know. It's exactly the same. It's um, it's hatred. And and I think he was the only manager who could take me to Cardiff, um, and I went to play for him because I want I wanted to enjoy my football at the stage of the career I was at, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Andy, do you see much of Blues these days? I haven't seen him for a while, to be honest. If, if it's on TV, I will try and watch them. But um, I think the last time I came up was about um, I think it was Dev's guest about uh, two, three, two three years ago, and we played Cardiff half, half time. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I came up uh, and watched the game. Um, 
I, 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 I can't remember the score. I think it was, I think it was a draw game. I think. Yeah. I think it was a draw game, and um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm come up much, um, which is it's not too far away for me to come up. And when uh, things get back to normal again, um, I'll probably start yeah. travelling a bit more then and go and start sure watching more games. Sure get in touch before you do come up. Make sure you beat us in bar eight, and I'll tell you what, we'll have a ball, mate. Honestly, honestly, we'll have a laugh. Good crap. And then I like this one from from Craig. Kenny running low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like Nicky Forster. I also Nicky like Forster. John Petterell, Stephen Carr, <laughs> Wash. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh, Nick, 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 Nick. We must say um, well done to the Blues for playing. Uh, we are the lads from the Tilton. Uh, uh, the half time. Yeah, half time. Yeah, lads from the Tilton. But yeah. you know what? Because we're fans, right? And because we can basically, we're not controlled by anybody. Obviously, off karma, or you know, and all, and all the regulatory bodies. That's why we don't swear. And, and wouldn't it be nice for Birmingham City after eleven years to embrace this show properly, properly? Yeah, I went to watch Blues TV on Saturday, right? And. Some people have to work on a Saturday. Some people are in hospital on a Saturday. Some people just can't afford to go on a Saturday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever day you're playing. Really, really, really need to sort this Blues TV out. It's a revenue stream for the club. Mm. Yeah. And it's just crazy that in the days of 2021, the days of the internet, the days of like 4G, 5G, that you can't stream a football match mm. to those that can't get there but are willing to pay yeah. for the privilege to watch it. It's mm. shameful. That's the authorities, I'm afraid. Nothing Absolutely to do with shameful. Yeah. I don't know who makes the decisions, right? And I'm sure it's not Birmingham City Football Club. It's probably the EFL, right? Disgraceful that you can't stream those games for the people that cannot, physically cannot, through whatever means, get to see the games. Ridiculous. Stupid situation that could be a big revenue stream for the clubs. And it's not... <laughs> Oh, I'm going to watch it on TV. I'm not going to go. No, because I, I tell you what, you know, you know, you know that you know. If I could get to the Blues, right, I would get there no matter what. But I have other commitments sometimes, like everybody else does in life. It's stupid and folly that you're just not streaming the games on Blues TV or on any other stream or any other football club up and down this country. I know we're going to hurry up, Chris. I know. I know. I, I hope that was hurry up. <laughs> Ridiculous situation to be in. Mm, yeah. No, uh, did I, I didn't, I probably didn't mention it, but it was my birthday on Friday. Happy okay. birthday to uh, you. Uh, shut up, we ain't got time. Happy um, birthday to you. So, so it was Happy my birthday. birthday, Mrs. Brown. I'm looking for the mute, I'm looking for the mute button. Oh, so yeah, it was my birthday on Friday, right? And I was given, I was given a big, massive bag of sweets, you know, the old-fashioned sweets you used to get years and years ago in your day, Nick. You know, blackjacks, blackjacks, you know, and uh, all that type of sweets, you know. But I was given this one, and where I come from, that means something different. 
Sounds somebody like... spent four pence on you. <laughs> Can anybody see that? Dip dabs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, this 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 one's called double dip. Now, in Birmingham, that means something else. But there you dip go. dab. It's like lying around the lock, Alice. Pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Any more on the uh, petrol stations before we go? We've got two minutes. Oh, I think there's loads. I've missed them all now, though. Uh, Troy Screenwash Dini. Mm. Otter Chocolate Machine. Two out of ten. Ali Gunnar Shell Star. Ali Gunnar Shell Star. Worst tasting music, <laughs> teammate at the Blues. Worst taste. Oh, John, it was good taste. Probably, I'd, I'd probably go with Dev. Would you? Yeah. I've got to give him a bit of stick, haven't I? A bit of Johnny Cash or something, was he? I've got to give him a bit of stick. He used to sing the Irish song all the time to me, didn't he? Oh, OK. <laughs> the Celtic theme tune or whatever. So I, I, I told him to go with Dad, so I hope, he, I hope he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Absolute joy, pleasure and honour it has been for the last 11 years to be able to do this. Speaking to people that I would never have met in real life and every single person that has ever come on the show in all of those 11 years has just been the person that they are. Nobody has been so far up the backside without to turn them off, right? Nobody's been pretentious. It has all been about Birmingham City, the fan base, the club, how they play, what they do, their personal stories and everything. And it has just been, for me, Simply the best thing I've ever done in my life, without a doubt. I don't know about you, Paul. I don't know about you, Mark. I don't know about you, Alan. I know you've been with us a few weeks. Yeah, I've enjoyed. I always enjoy. Yep. Good. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just like kids in the sweet shop. Yeah, fruit salads. Mm. What? Troy and Diesel. Blessing to be able to do this, Chris Brown. I've known you now for eleven years. My goodness me, you look so much younger when I first met you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'll get the photograph says I think one day. Uh, oh no, don't! I'm still as ugly then as I am now, mate. Yeah, no, no, no you're good. Well, you'll get no argument it, from me. Um, we haven't even done predictions for the weekend and tomorrow and tomorrow tomorrow. tomorrow yeah, oh, yeah, tomorrow. No, no, oh well. We'll okay, open again tomorrow. You can write them. Write your predictions tomorrow. Write your predictions for the weekend. Uh, we'll pick them up after the show, ladies and gentlemen. This one has been a blast. Wow, 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 wow. Thanks, Alan Watt, for being with us tonight on the Tilt Talk Show Fan Cam. You're welcome. Thank you. Bless you. We'll see you again, my good friend. Hope to see you soon down at St Andrews. For one and only Mr Paul Hipkiss, a.k.a. Mr Sheen. Uh, you know what? Alan Alan needs a nickname. We're going to have to get a nickname for Alan. He's like the fifth uh, yeah, good night all. Thanks very much, as always. <laughs> and Mr. Robe, a.k.a. K. Mark. Hello. Uh, sorry, good evening, everybody. <laughs> you know, to finish him, Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Unless you want to do another hour or not. I know but... you haven't said much, Mark, but it's the one. Good evening, everyone. Uh, stay safe. <laughs> Brown. Good night. Uh, just before I go, just... It's been a blessing tonight, but the one person that we do have to thank tonight was Andy Begg. You know what he's been he's been honest about his health issues, right? Um he was a stalwart for the blues. We loved him when he was down there. We love him now. Andy Legg will always remain in our memories no matter what. 
the stories that you've given us tonight, my friend, and, and, the, and the love and affection that you've shared every single Birmingham City fan up and down this country. Alan, we'd love to get you back on the pitch one day soon. Mr Devlin, if you're listening, please arrange that for us. Uh, the week after Mr Savage, because he has first, ladies and gentlemen, Andy Legg. Andy Legg. Can I just say, no, it's, a, it's been a pleasure and, and, and thank you for getting me on. It's been uh, really enjoyable and uh, to be part of the Blues history is, is, is a pleasure for me. God bless you, my friend. Take care. And you. Right, before you go, we hope and pray everything goes well with the you net, mate. Yeah? And thank come you. back to everybody. Therefore, thank you. Cheers. Yeah. Andy Legg, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Legg. Your sister sadly passed away.